1: minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers contact us before canceling accounts continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement Due $35 per line connection charge apply ctmobile.com
0: this is the wcbs 880 morning news roundup
2: well the snow is now plowed so what's our
3: shot at getting a shot COVID vaccine catch-up following the storm. Be patient with us, we'll be patient with you, we'll work through this, that's the only way we can do this. I'm Sean Adams in White Plains.
1: Turning up the heat on Governor Cuomo, a judge rules he illegally hid nursing home numbers. I'm Steve Burns.
2: House Republicans decide not to take action on Marjorie Taylor Greene.
0: The voters, the voters, no, the voters decided she could come and serve.
2: Despite calling for the execution of Nancy Pelosi, among other things, New York City's smallest property is for sale. Don't ask what the asking
4: price is. The Knicks bounce back in Chicago and a St. John's surprise. They upend the number three team in the country, the Villanova Wildcats. This is Brad Heller.
2: And we will dip into the news radio archives for the state's milestones, including something that happened on this date that you use every single day, multiple times a day, most likely. This is
0: Thursday, February 4th. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive into the stories you need to start your day with fewer commercials.
2: Morning, it's Wayne Cabot. Thanks for being here on a brand new day. It is Thursday as we welcome us to the 4th of... I have to look. I can't keep track. It's too early. The 4th of February. Here we go. And the weather today is going to be just as you'd expect for February 4th. Temperature's right around 40, and we'll actually see some sun for a while today. Next storm will be tomorrow morning, looks like. Could be a snow-sleet mix when it starts out. We'll talk to Craig Allen about that in just a second. Well, with the last snow cleared now, the vaccine, limited as it is, is once again flowing. New York is opening nine more vaccination centers in Brooklyn and the Bronx. Sean Adams is in White Plains reporting on where and when to get the vaccine in Westchester for those who've lost their appointments in the snow, and Sean... It sounds like we can expect some long lines.
3: Yeah, long lines for the COVID vaccine could persist for a few days as Westchester attempts to squeeze in all of the folks who were supposed to get their shot Monday and Tuesday. The snowstorm nixed those appointments, uh, so they're trying to get those uh, folks taken care of here at the county center, also at the uh, health clinic in White Plains. County Executive George Latimer.
4: We have gotten as an average about a thousand people through the county center location, Uh, On an average day, this is not an average day today as we're trying to play catch up, and that's creating a problem. So in those two areas, where the county government has direct control, we're 24,824 people vaccinated as of yesterday.
3: Latimer says he understands people are eager to get that shot, but he's asking people to be patient for the time being. Wayne?
2: Sean, any advice for people looking to get their shots at pharmacies?
3: Yes, so here's a perfect example, over in Rockland County, New York State uh, just got the word out they're, they're sending doses to pharmacies. So to help folks out, the county has put a list on its website with links to those locations. Appointments have to be made through the pharmacies. So the county's trying to facilitate this and help you out there go online, click the link, go to the pharmacy, make an appointment. Uh, There are now pharmacies with vaccine in places like Spring Valley, New City, Bardonia, Tapan, and Airmont. Wayne?
2: How about houses of worship and community centers? That is where New Jersey will now be sending some of the vaccine. Governor Phil Murphy says that is to help the state reach more people in communities of color. They're lowering the age in Connecticut. To get the vaccine to 65 just as soon as more supply comes in and governor ned lamont expects that'll happen within 10 days or so oh by the way he also announced something drivers have been clamoring for for years and that is let us renew our driver's licenses online that will now happen in connecticut same for non-driver id cards well a new york state judge says the cuomo administration broke the law in delaying health data Out of nursing homes during the COVID crisis steve burns is live with that story steve good morning what did the judge rule yesterday and what impact might that have
1: morning wayne the judge ruled the cuomo administration didn't have justification for why these nursing home numbers haven't been released yet and now they have to be released in the next five days Uh, the suit came back in august it's from the empire center for public policy it's a right-leaning think tank based in albany They put in the initial request through the Freedom of Information Law for this full accounting of nursing home deaths. Since then, the state had requested an extension three times, claiming they were reviewing the numbers. The Health Department did finally release a total as part of its response to that bombshell Attorney General report last week. But the Empire Center says the state is now obligated to give over even more information including the number of deaths in each facility on each day since the start of the pandemic. Wayne.
2: So there's that, Steve, and there's also legislative pressure on the governor from Republicans in Albany who claim there's a cover-up. What is their argument?
1: Right. This is coming from the seven Republicans who represent New York in Congress. They all signed a letter and asks the Department of Justice to subpoena documents from the governor around what those Republicans say is the governor's cover-up of nursing home numbers. Uh, the same debate is playing out at the state level. Republicans strongly urging the Democratic majority in Albany to start issuing subpoenas. There's a hearing scheduled for February 25th with the health commissioner, Howard Zucker. A lot of what happens down the line could be determined by what happens during that hearing.
2: All right, Steve Burns covering what's happening at Albany about the nursing homes and how the legislature is following up on that. Thank you, Steve. We want to tell you now about what's happening in Congress unfolding this week in plain view for all of us to see the inner workings, the fallout from the election and the Republican Party struggle to decide what it will be post-President Trump. (laughs) Let's go to CBS News Radio.
0: I'm Deborah Rodriguez. House Democrats vote today on stripping Georgia Republican Marjorie Taylor Greene of her committee assignments over her embrace of conspiracy theories. After a House GOP meeting last night, Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy said he wouldn't take action against her. She said she was wrong. She has reached out in other ways and forms. And nothing that she said has been based upon since she's been a member of Congress. GOP Congresswoman Liz Cheney will retain her leadership position in the House despite voting to impeach former President Trump. It
1: was a very resounding acknowledgement that we uh, need to go forward together and that we need to go forward in a way that helps us beat back uh, the really dangerous and negative Democrat policy.
2: We have a Reuters report this morning that the Department of Justice is looking at using the RICO statute to go after members of the January 6th Capitol storming far-right groups using the Racketeer-Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act from way back in 1970, which has put so many mobsters in prison and carries penalties of 20 years in prison and seizures of assets obtained illegally through a criminal enterprise. There's a house in New York City. Well, I wouldn't call it a house. There's a plot of land in New York City that's for sale. You have to buy a house to get it. It's an interesting story coming the up. The
0: WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup, live on 880 and on demand at wcbs880.com roundup or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Now in the Morning News Roundup, the weather day ahead, the WCBS Exergen forecast from Chief Meteorologist Craig Allen. Craig? We have a sunny sky coming up, not exactly when the sun first comes up. There's still some leftover cloudiness, but not leftover snowflakes. Finally, we're done with that. Radar is clear. High temperature today close to 40. Tonight becoming cloudy. Lows near 30. 20s in the suburbs. Tomorrow radar will be filled again. This time mostly rain, although it could start off as mixed snow and sleet and highs between 38 and 42. Saturday better. Partly sunny with a high 35 to 40 and a cloudy sky on Sunday. And we'll be keeping our eye on that storm offshore
0: very carefully. 32. Humidity 56 percent and a northwest wind at 16. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup.
2: New York City's smallest property is for sale. Why, yes, finally, real estate in New York we can afford, maybe? Well, hang on. We're talking about the Hess Triangle, which if you blink while walking past it on Christopher Street and 7th Avenue, well, you already missed it. This is a triangle of land that measures 27.5 inches On two of the sides of the triangle and 25 inches on the other side, David Hess, in 1914, carved out that property out of spite against the city for putting in a subway he refused to sell and hung on to that little bit. Now, if you want to buy it, there's a catch. There's always a catch, right? The seller is attaching that triangle to the sale of the building next to it that houses Village Cigars. The Daily News reports that owner, Jonathan Posner, is hurting financially from the pandemic and is also spinning off this prime but minuscule land. Newark police are offering a reward trying to find whoever it was who shot into a car yesterday and injured a two-year-old girl, critically injured this girl. She was among three who were hit last night on Cabinet Street at 11 o'clock. They were just sitting inside of a car and apparently were targeted by a single shooter, from outside the vehicle. Again, that child is now in critical condition. The adults are stable. A $5,000 reward is being offered. This is News Radio, WCBS. And on the morning news roundup, we update sports. And the Knicks were looking pretty good last night. Brad Eller.
4: Hey, good morning, Wayne. The Knicks split their two game series with the Bulls in Chicago. 107 103 was the final last night. That was after Monday's eight point loss. Julius Randle. Uh, tied his career high, he had five three-pointers, and he scored 27 points. But an even better win for St. John's. The Red Storm upset number 3 Villanova at Carnesecca Arena, 71-59, snapping Nova's nine-game winning streak, also handing them their first Big East loss. It was the fifth straight win for St. John's, and head coach Mike Anderson described the locker room celebration.
2: I think they probably had about twenty-four bottles of water and probably something else. Lemon water. I don't know. I hope somebody didn't go get no water out the toilet and throw it on me. But they I mean they dosed me from head to toe and uh it's uh they felt good. I uh, I I let them see another side of it.
4: first win for St. John's over a top-three team on campus, Wayne, since 1966.
2: That's great. And it looks like the Chiefs have avoided a COVID disaster with their team, Barber. This story is just amazing when you think about what could have happened, Brad.
4: I know. It gives new meaning to a buzz cut. ESPN's Adam (laughs) Schefter says 20 players and staff members, including Patrick Mahomes, were waiting to get their hair cut on Sunday by this barber when the team found out that the barber tested positive for COVID. The barber was wearing a mask, and two players were deemed as close contacts, receiver Demarcus Robinson and backup center Daniel Kilgore, who was actually in the chair getting his haircut when they found out that the barber tested positive, when Kilgore said, "All right, I'm already a close contact, at least let me finish the haircut, because they were going to pull the barber mid-haircut. Now, as long as Kilgore and Robinson test negative five days in a row, they will be able to play in the Super Bowl, but, Wayne, this could have been a complete disaster for the defending champs
2: you know barbers need to make a living i don't want to take that away but do we really need i mean how important are haircuts right now in the COVID era wow especially right before the big game that's brad heller thank you brad it is a thursday morning news roundup for the fourth day of february good morning i'm wayne cabot Three things to know right now. Bars and restaurants in Jersey City and Hoboken are going to be on a normal business hour routine starting this weekend to comply with the governor's executive order. The 10 p.m. curfew is gone. An NYPD anti-harassment official is fired over racist online rants. An investigation found Deputy Inspector James Coble used racial slurs against former President Obama and Mayor Bill de Blasio's biracial son. And a third thing, country star Morgan Wallen, shooing at this year's Academy of Country Music Awards, has now been pulled from the ceremony by the Academy after being caught on camera using the N-word. His album, Dangerous, is number one on the Billboard charts. They're mourning a bird at the suburban Minneapolis home of Prince. CBS News correspondent Jennifer Kuiper explains. This
0: is what it sounds like when cry. Like Prince, his
1: female white dove, Divinity, had fans. When the singer died of an accidental fentanyl overdose in 2016, the bird remained at his iconic Paisley Park compound and could be seen during tours. Her health had been declining due to age, and at 28, Divinity surpassed the average lifespan of most doves. She died Tuesday. Jennifer Kuiper, CBS News.
2: And Now from our news archives, 88 seconds in sound. For this date, February 4th. 2017, New Jersey 19-year-old Timothy Piazza died on his first night pledging at Penn State. Frat members ignoring his alcohol poisoning and falls downstairs.
3: The video shows a barbaric death. A a, a young man who was struggling, who was sick, who was ill, who was in pain.
2: 18 were charged, 3 were given sentences of 1 to 3 months. On this date in 2004, our lives changed.
1: I remember that night I launched Facebook from... little dorm in Kirkland house.
2: In three years, Mark Zuckerberg would be the world's youngest self-made billionaire. 1999, Amadou Diallo, who came to New York to study computer science, died on a Bronx stoop in a hail of bullets from four plainclothes cops who mistook him for a rapist.
3: 41 shots. If you had put Amadou Diallo in front of a firing squad, he wouldn't have faced 41 bullets. There's no gun, there's no knife, there's no object resembling a
0: gun, there's no criminal record. there's no crime. Police Commissioner Howard says, I said from the beginning,
1: I'm not going to prejudge this incident.
3: What's your view of the protests? Well, when I see protests that have signs comparing me to Adolf Hitler, Jesse Jackson coming here and comparing me to George Wallace, there is a tremendous amount of exaggeration going on of the absolute worst kind.
2: A jury acquitted the officers of all charges. Lost to the entire world of music. 1983, a New Haven-born singer and drummer died. And for many of us, it was the first we heard of anorexia and body dysmorphia. Karen Carpenter dead at the very young age of 32. Download the Daily Morning News Roundup podcast. Search for it wherever you get your podcasts. And type in WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup and subscribe
0: this is the wcbs 880 morning news roundup a daily download of the news you need to start your day on air on radio.com and delivered to your phone and computer for on-demand listening t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours